Jason can hear you but me. You're coming through there perfectly. You're coming through everything perfectly. Just not through my headphones. I don't understand it. That's weird because you were coming in so perfectly clear of my headphones. Yeah, that's my new microphone. It kicks ass. <laughs> it, it, it kills on the recording too. It's never, I've never sounded better. Do it the other way. I finally got a way to record those, so I'll get them up uh, tomorrow. <clears throat> um, so that's like three episodes. To, well, technically two, because last night was part two of the first one. And, yeah. Uh, hi there. Happy Thursday. It's June the 6th, 2019. I'm Eric. So I can ask you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where today... The Chinatown Business Improvement Association was not impressed with my idea for a Chinese country and Western bar that featured Tiananmen Square dancing. <laughs> I bet you that that show be hot, almost on fire. <laughs> uh, no, the, the idea tanked, I'll tell you. Um, almost as badly as my, uh, my idea for a Cambodian-themed barbecue place called The Grilling Fields. <laughs> Oh, that's tastelessly fantastic. Yeah, really. Come on. Everyone wants some general pole pot roast. <laughs> I know that's what I'm all over. Uh, so I've been doing it all day. Sorry, everybody. Hi, Gord. How you doing today? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I'm okay. It's been a funny day. I, uh, You know, I guarantee you, if you did a poll of uh, everyone who's ever gone on a really unexpected murdering rampage... Uh, the last conversation 99% of them had was with their mother. Guaranteed. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a bit of a giggle, I have to admit. <laughs> now, I mean, she she does have a valid point, but... <laughs> well, indeed, she does, but that's a that's a whole different topic. Like, you talk about holding in on one thing. How about, hey, nice drawing. Yeah. For someone who's never drawn before in his life, that's pretty neat. Something along those lines? Nothing. Just not. No. Just let me pick at your insecurities as much as possible before I did. <laughs> but I'll give her credit because uh, her response was, although initially, like, you know, first response, which is, you know, oh, fine, blame me sort of thing. But yeah. uh, at least she did say that she's trying to learn, which is nice followed by maybe I'll just learn to mind my own business. So, well, yeah, there's always the backhanded one afterwards. <laughs> so, so a way to uh, not only destroy my thing I was happy about today by pointing out my unhappiness, um, then manage to turn around and make it all my fault so I can feel even guilty about it afterwards. It's fantastic. <laughs> just... It's just, wow, way to not make me feel any way at all. Like, I thought that uh, posting something neat I did might. Um, parents suck. No, they don't. Well, not all parents suck. Not all parents are like that. I realize more and more. I used to joke that uh, Jason and I were like Kramer and Seinfeld. 
because he'd always burst into my apartment. No, I'm George. I'm I'm one hundred percent George. I don't keep a job. My parents are terrible, and I get laid way more than anybody on the show. <laughs> that would yeah okay George it is. I uh, I don't want to be a Seinfeld character. <laughs> I don't just don't. Um, enough about my whiny life. Um, I don't know what else is going on in the world. Uh, that. Um, there were a few things. Number one, did you see my T-shirt that I put on Facebook? I kind of did. Yes. I don't think I'm ever going to take it off. I think it's the greatest thing ever, and the fact that it's a wife beater makes it even better. <laughs> I've I've always loved the term that they call the shirt a wife beater, and that's just par for the fucking course. Everybody refers to it as that. I just I love that. For those of you who haven't been to Facebook to see the greatest t-shirt ever made, oh, it's a little dirty now. <laughs> um, it happens to be a gay pride wife beater with a pink heart in the middle and nine pictures of Justin Trudeau with nine very different haircuts. It's every haircut Trudeau's ever had. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea that he had uh, changed his haircuts. I had no idea that this awesomeness could exist all in one shirt, but it's pretty <laughs> fucking spectacular, and I'm not taking it off for a while. <laughs> you think it's dirty now? <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's not white anymore, that's for sure. But that's just my uh, that's my interracial pride. Um, I, I don't see color, so I don't know that my shirt's dirty. <laughs> Fuck you, I hate that shit so much. <laughs> Oh, that's just so annoying. I don't see color. That's equally racist, you fuckers. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, it's it couldn't be better. If you didn't see it on Facebook, I'll check it out. Everybody is. I highly recommend you get them. I got this one for four bucks. Stale. Nice. Uh, she did have many of them. She was selling them on Hastings today, and I couldn't say no. I didn't even pay for it. I told her I would, and I didn't. So technically, <laughs> I didn't pay four bucks for it. I told her I would, but didn't bother. Well, I, I, it was, I was going to, and afterwards I had a thing, and then uh, I didn't do the thing or pay her. <laughs> It'll happen. I mean, I see her all the time. It's, it's not like nobody's ever done that to you before, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm billing Justin for it. Good. There you go. <laughs> um, he's magnificent. Uh, I don't, I don't really understand what the hell is going on in the world. Um, he's the, the liberal Senate has scrambled to, uh, to approve this, uh, ban on tanker traffic on the North coast. Yeah. Uh, so what we I don't now see what they, I still, I don't see what they're actually going to gain from this. I'm, I'm still failing to see that. This is the the, the, the the circle I can't square in my mind here. Okay, so we were anti-pipeline. We didn't want the pipeline. So we bought the pipeline to make sure that the pipeline got built. Um, now we're m- making sure that the pipeline has no boats that can get to it to help deliver the oil. What the fuck are we doing? Why are we going in this circle again? Because you have a bunch of fucking morons that are running the country. 
it's it's we 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 have to have the pipeline we're going to buy the pipeline to make sure it happens we're going to make sure we do whatever we can to shut down the pipeline and then we're going to make sure we get the pipeline going we're going to start the jobs we're going to make sure the pipeline leads to nothing because there no boats can come he's just doing he's just i i you know, the people are saying, well, the Senate acted, um, they, they didn't act professionally because the liberals were, uh, you know, um, being too partisan about it. And the Senate's not supposed to do that. The liberals are saying, no, no, we didn't do that. We, we, you guys were the ones holding And I'm saying it doesn't really fucking matter because at the end of the day, you guys are just going, playing tug of war with yourselves at this point. Oh. It's, it's just to hear themselves argue. And now we've got the First Nations the coastal first nations saying you have to build this pipeline we need this wait wait what <laughs> weren't you guys against it oh no 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 the uh the anti-pipeline first nations are just on the payroll of environmental groups oh which so, makes sense so the cbc asked the uh the coastal first Nations, are you just on the payroll of environmental groups and the coastal first Nations stood firm and said yeah we are Wow, openly admitted it. They're fully being funded by environmental groups. So it's now it's just become a ploy for people to keep headlines. I think nobody really gives a crap anymore what happens to the uh, spirit bears. No, here's something I would like to hear your opinion on, because um, the the pipeline. What was it on? Uh, is I guess it was a uh, was it not long ago? I guess it was in April. I guess the uh, fucking um, uh, it leaked, ruptured, and then leaked uh, 100,000 liters of oil and 190,000 liters of salt, of salty produced water. That that wasn't this, the, the North Gateway. Was it the same pipeline that did that? Or just uh, a pipeline? Uh, it was, yeah, it's part of the, the Alberta pipeline. Okay. The uh, one... Actually, no, wait, hang on. That's the older one. I heard that there's uh, that something ruptured. Yeah, yeah, something not did. too long ago, like very, very, like within the last. Oops, I just want to see if it comes it, up. April sounds about right, and, and and there's no denying that this this pipeline that we are twinning is 50 years old. It's it's bound to start leaking any time now if we don't get in the ground and fix it, and twin it as we do so. So that's the thing, like. I guess what I don't understand is is if you're going to like if if you're going to have oil running through a pipeline don't you think it would make sense call me crazy but don't you think it would make sense to have like underneath the cuz w- the pipeline's what above ground or it's below ground I think it's both, it's, it's both yeah so the spot said it's above ground you would think that a smart idea for that would be to, um, underneath it, have a concrete channel about maybe, I don't know, six, seven feet wide on a slight inclined angle so that if it were to rupture, at least the stuff directly underneath it would fall down this channel and it would go down and it would have these periodic, what you call, I guess, oil pools. Well, would that not just make sense to do something like that? So if there is at least parts of it can be contained so not all of it ends up on the fucking ground i i think it does have no it doesn't i've seen i've seen pictures like all the pictures that i've seen so far of it 
definitely has uh, something that mitigates stuff like that. Um, well, it's supposed to have these pressure shut off valves where as soon as there's a rupture in one spot, it's supposed to immediately shut down the flow of the oil. But it doesn't seem to work that way if you can get 100,000 liters out of it before it shuts down. I, yeah. You know, it, it, it should just, you know, boom, there's a leak. Boom, it shuts down. Okay, where's the leak? Okay, go send somebody over. You know, you get the equivalent of about maybe like five liters <laughs> comes out. Yeah. Uh, but we've never, I, you know, that's a really good question. I, I honestly can't, uh, I can't answer that. I know there's, that, that there's got to be something. I mean, there's 280 some, um, uh, what do they call them? Engineers. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's the points, the, the net, the energy board put 280 restrictions or whatever. It can't be built until they do this thing. There's got to be something that says there's there that we got to put like a tarp under this thing in case it leaks. Like everyone puts cardboard on their driveway under their oil tank, right? That's kind of well. That's just it. Like and this is the thing I don't seem to understand. Like okay, so you're gonna put all these restrictions. You have to have all these safety measures in place. All of these safety measures are internal to the pipeline itself. What about the external? Well, like, why that, not have the pipeline and have the entire pipeline encased in fucking concrete? I, I would imagine you would. Why wouldn't you? Other than because then if it bursts, you can't get in to fix it. Um, well, yeah, but at least it's contained. Shut off valves run outside, the, run outside of that. And you just lift a fucking lid off of it and there you go. I don't know. That's what they did with the BP one, or what, the, what was supposed to have been done with the BP one that, that burst uh, in America there. And leaked for yeah. however many days because they couldn't get, they couldn't figure out that they couldn't pour concrete underwater. Um, <laughs> fuck. Just blows my mind. Uh, uh, I don't understand. I put the concrete in the ocean, but it all just seems to float away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the smart thing of make say, you know, maybe preforming it and dropping it in pieces is not a smart idea. That's just dumb. I've just been dumping bag after bag and it all just floats into those reefs over there. <laughs> <laughs> so we ruined those reefs. <laughs> Oops. Lesson learned. Better not build one in BC. <laughs> yeah, it's not lesson learned. It's oops. It's just oops. Okay, go on to the next one. <laughs> Are we going to use the experience of this one to fix the next part? No, no. it's fine. The not next one's never happening. We're just going to uh, we're just going to argue over it until we're all dead. Until all yeah, the oil no. dry. We'll argue until all the oil in Alberta dries up. We don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that pipeline's done. Well, that's good. We got to wait for more dinosaurs to die so we get more oil. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I had done a little bit of research today, and it wasn't nearly as extensive as I wanted to get done, but um, I was looking more into this whole, is the climate change thing a hoax? No. And, you know, I've come across a couple of very, very interesting numbers. Now, um I'm not going to be able to quote the direct numbers, but I'll give you a gist of things. Uh, what was interesting is that there was this, there's a group. Um, see, by the way, folks, this is why I don't run my own podcast. And this is why I'm not going to run a news agency because I don't quote, I don't have notes. I'm going by a foggy ass shitty memory that I, that I have. So deal with it. Um, 
fake news. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really what it comes down to is that there's um, a group of scientists that are funded through donation and uh, uh, what the fuck was it? Some sort of a grant through the government um, again that's actually specifically funded by the people instead of this is in the US by the way not in Canada um, uh, it's funded by some private organization sort of thing so basically the whole point of this is the grant is done by like it's a, applied for by groups that they basically they don't um, it's supposed to be done by people who don't have a basic uh, an agenda. It's basically like they're basically just giving you free money. To say, look, if you want to research something that is being told by one group, and if you want to do a private thing to see if it's actually true or not, then basically we'll help fund it. Right. So these guys are running off all these different types of um, information through, and they've been doing this for a few years now. Uh, doing also information on climate change and if it's actually really true or not. And the interesting thing is their conclusions as to date so far still stands as climate change, as we're being told, doesn't exist. Is there a change in the climate? Yes. Is it drastic enough to make a difference? No. Are we on an upswing for temperature? Yes. Is it part of how everything has been going according to history? Yes. There is absolutely, according to this, there is absolutely no actual scientific evidence that states that we are in a state that we can't easily just do minor things to basically you know, make a minor difference. That's like, true. We're not in a state um, of emergency in any shape or form. Um, the neat thing about the article was that it did say that if you want to worry about something that's bad for the climate, so we should start focusing back on Japan and, and the leak of the, <laughs> the nuclear reactor, which is funny because I just talked about that last night. Yeah. Um, so they actually made reference to it, but it was just, it was very, it was really interesting because, like, you know, they're going for it. They have, they, they published um, tons of links and, and reports and papers and their findings and See, the kind Sorry. of terrifying. The thing, the thing with these studies is uh, it depends on the size of your study group, too. And I, you'll find the larger the group, uh, yeah. the more you will find consensus that scientists agree of what, that we are contributing to global warming. If you, if the, the bigger you get, the, the, it gets to be between 90 and 100% of scientists agree. Um, but there's one interesting thing about that group of scientists. They're all funded by the same uh, group of people that are said to be behind the original statement of this. So basically, it's no different than the media as it stands. It's just a pre, we're telling you, here's how you're going to look at the evidence. Here's how you're going to prove what we're telling you that that's real. And they're pointing them in this very specific direction by having them ignore other points of information. Yeah, but what I was saying is, if you, if you, the more you reach out to scientists that aren't uh, touched by groups like that, the bigger your group of scientists you ask, the, the more consensus you get amongst them. So if you ask every scientist on Earth, 
you'd get the answer that yes, humans are contributing. But the smaller, the less people you ask, the more you can skew your result. See, but that's just it. Because, like, when you see certain trends, how they do it, and this is the thing that got me on one of these graphs that it was showing, saying, here, look how, uh, here's a graph showing the last, whatever it was, 500,000 years. And here's how the, or no, I guess it must have been millions of years. Um, and here's how the trend goes for heating and, and cooling of the, of the planet. And it goes to these graphs. And there's a lot of them that are very similar. But the funny thing is, is if you take that same graph and then you just sort of bring it into a more closer detail. So instead of having each line span the course of, say, 10,000 years, you have the same line that spans the course of, say, 100 years. And suddenly this graph takes a wildly different look. There's peaks and valleys that you don't see on this other thing. Oh, sure. And when you start lining up all these points across, and you literally put a line right across the graph of this closer looking at the timeline, we're pretty much directly on course with everything that's gone on for the planet nothing's really changed there's no major difference and we are not in this state of emergency where everything is going to die right now the it did say talk about how you know pollution is pollution and mankind in general are killing the animals there's a lot of animals insects or you know whatever uh, mammals that are being destroyed killed and wiped off the planet because of humans that's all completely true definitely but we're in no way oh to be against this massive thing of heat that's going to kill us, uh, never seeing fucking uh, uh, an ice age, uh, cooling period's never going to happen again. Apparently, it's, it's just flat out not true, and the evidence supports it. But that's, and that's not. what they're doing. They're releasing information from a skewed version, and they're using graphs and and numbers based off of not taking everything into account there could it's be. the same it's the same thing of what i dealt with at the fucking knife company with the manager uh fuck it mike because he was a dick he was an idiot um he would take a very skewed point of numbers and say you're not performing well sure if you're going to look at just that part of the numbers sure i'm not performing but if you look at the bigger picture that i was producing the most nice sharpenings of the company the highest fucking um uh, customer compliment rate um you know, the fact that the store was still producing uh, numbers and budgets that it hadn't produced in years with the previous years that I haven't been, that was, wasn't with the company. If you start factoring in all the numbers and all the information, suddenly I'm not doing so shitty. Oh, yeah. But we could, we could do that with anything. We could do that with our stats. Um, you know, I could, I could skew our numbers to look fantastic every day. Um, although they do, because you guys are awesome. But, um, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, like, the, when you're talking about the environment, the globe, if you're talking about the planet, the face for the planet, you can't use skewed information. You have to use all of it. You have to be honest about it. You can't I, yes, lie and tell this fear-mongering bullshit that there's a problem when there probably really isn't. But there could be. And, you know, the, the group of scientists that's, that are saying there isn't, are, are to, you have to be as skeptical as them as the group that says there is, because I can produce a bunch of studies that say there is, and and 
say that those people that say there isn't are are misleading you and, and only uh, a small portion of them. Um, but if you take the other person, if you take one group's results and actually look into them and you're just saying, okay, look, I'm going, here's your results. This is what you're saying proves that this is happening. I have your results here in front of me. But yet when I'm looking a closer look at this, all of a sudden your results aren't what you're saying they are. That's literally what this group is. Sure. That makes it a difference. That's now you're not, because again, when you're talking science, you're talking facts. If you're talking okay, facts, you're talking I can present. you've got to base it off of the whole thing. It's you're not, not a matter of what you present. Yeah, but you're not basing it off the whole thing. Because there's, there's a great website called Skeptical Science. Yeah. Uh, skepticalscience.com. You look at that, it says the exact opposite of everything you're saying. And it's a group of scientists who are claiming to not be uh, sponsored by anyone who are trying to disprove what sponsored scientists are saying. It's called the Consensus Project. Um, they do it for all sorts of peer-reviewed papers and and um, trying to quantify scientific consensus and saying that he, the scientists who say there's consensus there really isn't. Um, no position abstracts are being included. Some of them are using fake or you know filling out surveys more than once and. And the ratings are not um, reliable. So, you know, we, we could go back and forth on this until we're blue in the face. Um, that uh, just, oh. that uh, a, a contrary opinions on global warming are 2 to 3% of a fringe of minority peer-reviewed papers. And 97% of scientists agree. Um, over 90% of science, climate scientists believe we're causing global warming. It's settled. Um, I'm not going to say that we're not. I'm not saying that we're not causing global warming. I'm just calling absolute bullshit on the fact that they're claiming that basically we're 11 years away from fucking death. I'm just bullshit. They did the same thing in, 80s, in the 80s when they said that we were on a 10-year fucking thing. The earth is going to fucking fry and burn in 10 years. And that's what I said. Uh, and look what happened in that 10 years between the 80s and the 90s. That's that's what I, I, I said the same <laughs> thing months ago. I said hey, when you, the, the name of the episode is you don't know, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't know, everybody calm down. That's what we really need a consensus on is the fact that we don't fucking know. And we need scientists to not be on any side of the debate, sit down, be scientific, and figure out what the fuck's going on. Because we don't have Why? a clue. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's, that's my point exactly. This is what frustrates me about this because well, everybody's using this as a platform for something, but how much of this information is completely skewed? And I'm, I just don't see it. I'm, I'm in, we're in June and I'm fucking out here in a sweater. Come on. I'm glad you came around to the point that I, I was trying to make uh, whenever I, we did that last episode on the subject when, when I was talking about Nardo. Um, see, we're always right. We might not agree, but we both come around to the right. <laughs> sooner or later and you're right the, the fact of the matter is we don't know nobody knows so then why are they coming out saying they do and that's what bugs me because they have to they they, they can't be wrong they, ha they no, have to. but they also could release and say it's inconclusive or it's not this they could be honest yeah but that's not, not no one's gonna let you say that because that doesn't get votes see and, and that's the frustrating thing science is supposed to be anti-political uh, you're not going to get a bunch of scientists saying, oh, this pipeline is is not bad. 
because then the, the conservatives aren't paying them enough or the you're a bunch of them coming out and saying oh this pipeline should be stopped and we're scientists and we agree with justin trudeau and his senate well that's not going to get him votes up north because the people up north want it so he's got to get a bunch of scientists that say it's okay for them it's it's nothing's about the science nobody cares about the science they just care about winning elections that's all it's about now god i want to disband the government so bad um stephen harper did a very good job of silencing scientists and yeah, that he certainly did. People thought that was censorship and that was bad and it was so wrong. And oh, scientists are getting the short end of the stick on this deal. Well, no, not really. What we were getting was scientists who were reporting on science and politicians who were doing politics. And the two were not influencing each other for his all his years in office. It wasn't they were just being censored and oh, don't ask. We're not allowed to ask scientists anything. And Harper's such a tyrant. No, he was keeping it out of the politics. He was keeping both those schools of thought pure. Um, I know people hate me for saying he was a good man, but people misunderstood him very much. I don't see. I'm going to be honest. I thought that for the most part, his I thought he was doing a good job for the most part because, I mean, they fixed the deficit. Um, You know, they 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 ran the country actually in the black for for the end part of it, which was awesome. you know, they, I know he did good. My only thing with him at the end of it was I just found that at the very end, he was sounding, um, it was, he just, it sounded like he was just going a little bit too far right. Yeah. Well, and he was going to take things a little bit too far. And I think that's, that's for me, that's just what sort of, I'm like, oh, that sucks. I mean, I'd still, I'd be honest, I'd rather him, have him in fucking power than fucking Trudeau. Yeah. But, um, uh, oh, we're coming up on our hour almost already. Yeah, no, it's it's a. You're absolutely right, Gordon. Everything you said, and that's the thing we have to get to is that these things can't be. It's like uh, religion and politics. They just they're supposed to be separate. Um, yes, science and politics need to be separate. They can't. We we can't rely on one to not um, corrupt the other. That's right. Because the the politicians will always throw endless amounts of money into uh, scientists who who have no money. They're all funded by something. There's no science doesn't make money. No, science spends money. Um, they're all funded by someone somewhere, and they need money. They're going to jump at whatever check is written for them. And they're ultimately it's it's like the doctors in the '60s who signed papers saying there absolutely was no link between cancer and cigarettes. Um, <laughs> That that got them their next big fat check. Uh, and God, we need to eliminate money. We need, yeah. That ultimately, yes, that would be ideal. If if money weren't there to to blind everyone to the importance of truth, then we might actually get some answers every now and then. Um, but uh, right now, answers aren't profitable. You know, it's it's just like every other thing. You're not going to solve crime. How many people would be out of a job if you stopped crime? No one's looking to stop crime. Cure cancer? Fuck no. Hundreds of thousands of people would be broke tomorrow if you cured cancer. We can't have that. It would be mayhem. All the people who are trying to cure cancer would be out of a job. Yeah. All the people who raise money for it every year. All the societies that exist only as long as cancer does. Um, you really think the Red Cross wants to cure diseases? 70% of the, your donation goes to their administrative fees. You see, that's the thing. That argument, 
of, you know, if there's a cure for cancer, then there's, you know, you're going to all these people lose their jobs. Bullshit. This is just one particular disease that they're looking at. I mean, how many other diseases, viruses, flus, bugs, and all this other stuff? I mean, there's a constant new influx of strains of things coming at. Of course. Constantly. So there's never going to be a point where a fucking biologist or whatever they are that work on these sorts of things are ever going to be out of a job. There's always the next thing to come out. But it's going to be hard to get people to care about the next thing. And everyone cares about this thing. Uh, yeah, but think about the advancement, though. I mean, for scientists, it would it would be an amazing thing because they they can advance that much faster. You would, instead of constantly having to just rehash the same thing over and over and over again, why not just solve the problem, move on to the next one, and take all the technology you learned from the first one and apply it to the next one, and then add on and add on and add on and get better that way? Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, you would think because there are some really really good ones. Um. Like there, there's some diseases out there that are way cooler than cancer. Um, oh yeah. There's uh, uh, the Vitalogy Foundation. Believe it or not, uh, I know I, I'm sorry to always bring everything back to him, but Eddie Vedder's a god. Um, <laughs> he's got the Vitalogy Foundation, and they're throwing all their weight behind a uh, what the hell is the disease? It, I forget what it, it makes you like not form bones or something, and there's no cure for it. I forget what it is. It's a horrible, terrible thing that afflicts children and uh that's the one he's trying to cure and donating all his money to and i'm sorry i don't have it in front of me and i can't look it up but it's uh i just read about it and i almost cried it's the most brutal thing but we could we could cure cancer and then get behind one of those but uh, i don't think people want to know about other problems you know it's been so hard to deal with this one that uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. We don't really want to. I don't know. Like, I just I don't see. I just don't see the point of not curing. I just like when it comes to disease specifically, I don't see the point of not curing. It still, I mean, That's... the money that you're raising is one thing for a group, but the amount that it costs on another end far outweighs any profit being made so my question is it just comes down to i mean i understand it still comes down to greed yeah but this is what i don't understand is i mean how is there not somebody somewhere that can just turn around come up with this cure go to a pharmacy and say like a, a pharmaceutical company say okay look here's what this is here's a bunch of fake papers here's what this is gonna you know the next new weight loss pill they mass produce ten billion of these pills, and then turn around and go, "Hey guys, yeah, we got the cure for cancer. It's right here." Yeah, they they won't though because the big pharmaceutical companies don't get paid for that. Then, well, that's it, just it though. You put it under the guise of one thing, and then you just have the pills anyways. And once sure. all the pills are made, just here's what I have. It just struck me uh, what it was. Um, it's not your bones. It's a disease, and God love me, I never understand what the word for it is, and I can't look it up right now. Um, but it's a disease that uh, what it does, it, it uh, prevents your layers of skin from binding together. That's a thing? It's a thing. It's, What's it called? Do you have the name of it or no? It's EB. I don't, something epidermis, I'm sure. Um, but your skin, your layers of skin don't, bind together and then you're just all freaky and disfigured and you get weird sores and shit because your skin's not one mass like ours is it's like all separate like it's you're like a, a flaky pastry 
Um, uh, and there's no cure. It's incurable. Um, that's the one. Epidermolysis bullosa. That's what it's called. That sounds pretty close to what it is. It's incurable. And that's what Eddie Vedder, that's where all his money goes now. Um, that's, that's what he's trying to, uh, cure. Because, you know, fuck cancer. That's not even that bad anymore. This shit makes your skin fall off for no reason. And it's incurable. How brutal is that? Like, you're just a little kid and your skin just falls off and you die. That's got to be hard to watch. Well, we're assuming as much, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, let's, let's move on to that one. Um... There's actually, it's funny, it, I, there is a day. I don't know what the day is. I believe it's in February, or so, but it's like rare disease day. Well, we should all be figuring these out. And, and that's just it. That's why I just, I just don't quite get it. Um, I'm, just, I'm trying to find, what I'm, I'm trying to find here is the numbers of this disease of how many people it actually affects. Um. Uh-huh. 17,000, the number of live births that produce one case of EB. So one in 17,000. One in 17,000. So that's, that's not a sexy. Pretty fucking, that's a pretty fucking low number. Yeah, well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, that's a lot of people. One in 17 grand. That's in this town alone. That would be a lot of fucking people. It'd be like 17. or no. 17 grand. You're like, what? Around 7 million? No, well, I'm just trying to think. Make Milton alone is like about 135,000 people. Okay, so round up to 170,000 people. That would be 10 people, right? 10 people. So, yeah. 10 people in this town alone have that type of a fucked up disease. That's crazy. Yeah, right? But you don't, you never heard of it. Like, <laughs> never, never heard of it, no. Um, I think in Canada, we're 37 billion, or sorry, we're, we're what? What are we now? 37 million people in Canada. If it was 17 million, it would be one in every IMB. Uh, that'd be a big percent. I can't do math. Yeah, no, joke. math's not my fucking thing. Calculators at ericandgord.com. Uh, send your unused calculators to eric at ericandgord.com. I need them. I can't. I cannot do math. Um, the school system failed me miserably. Just It's not my fault. I can't do math. I can speak French. Almost. I can't, and I won't. <laughs> 37 million. I got a calculator, so I'm figuring this right. out. 37. Uh, there's an E in there. That's not supposed to be there. No. Um, this is gonna. This is a horrible idea for a show. Uh, it's just a short episode, everybody. I haven't posted episodes in the past couple of days due to a technical uh, error, but uh, there's going to be a whole bunch going up tomorrow, including this this one, maybe edited a little bit. And uh, we'll get things back on track next week where we're going to have two fantastic guests, possibly three, because crazy conspiracy lady came hunting me down again. So, Oh, hey, no, did she? 15,000th times a charm. Maybe she might actually do this one before she goes nuts. <laughs> Too late. Uh, <laughs> She's uh, she's now re- reasonably convinced that we're not in on it. <laughs> I don't have time to be in on anything. <laughs> I barely have time to do this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't, Jesus Christ. I don't care enough. I'm too busy trying to get my mom to like me. 
Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? You should uh, just post a picture. You should post a picture uh, of yourself with a, the biggest, dumbest grin in the world and just post that and make you just tag your mom in it. Why are you so serious? Right? Uh, <laughs> just be like, ah, this is why I don't smile because I look crazy. See, that's the thing. I can pull some Joker shit right now. That's like one of those. You want to see me happy here, mom? Slice my face like he did. <laughs> there you go. Is that happy enough for you? <laughs> Get one of those mouth uh, retractor things that opens up your mouth wide. Yeah. <laughs> Pull your eyes back, you know. <laughs> That's probably why the Joker did it. I'm not probably going to watch that movie, but I guarantee something about his mom's in there. <laughs> Technically, it's his father, but you know. Guarantee it. No, no, no. Mother was there. No, that's right. Because mother just stood there and watched and did nothing. That's right. Um, well, <laughs> the, the story changes all through the movie, right? Like, it was his wife, and then it was his parents. and Yeah. Yeah, that, no. It, that's the thing about Joker. Nobody has a clue where it actually, like, how it happened. Because yeah, that's he the cool part. the same story twice. No, he fell in Which, the for the record, which is why I'm so pissy and disappointed with the fact that they're doing an origin story on Joker. I hate that concept. It busts me. So many people agree that it he fell in the acid, um, a la Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, and they're offended by the, the Heath Ledger version of it. Because Heath Ledger never fell in any acid. He just cut his face. Well, <laughs> we don't know how he cut his face, if it was him or somebody else. Yeah, but he didn't fall in the acid. No, no, that I definitely did not. That's the part people are missing out on. I'm about to get kicked out here, but oh, we could keep going if I just move downstairs, uh, cool. if you'd like. Um, it's just going to take me a couple of minutes. We could probably keep talking while I do it. It'll just be awkward and annoying. Um, right. And uh, we, we will get back on this. Where, where are we here? Uh, yeah, uh, don't trust uh, scientists is basically the message of tonight. Don't um, trust anybody. Honestly, trust Eric and Gordon. Trust Eric and Gordon. That's it. We will do what we can to bring you the most honest uh, news reporting that we can when we're talking about news. And 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 uh, by the way, um, Dave, (laughs) that's uh, that's my uh, goal. That's that's my intent uh, is to just bring you as honest uh, of a podcast as I can. I'm not sure what our content is about. I listen and find out. Um, I think it's about uh, really interesting stuff. I think we try to be as meaningful as we can and as and as topical. And and sometimes we just do some personal stuff that's a little lighthearted. And sometimes it's insightful stuff for dudes our age because we are those and we want to, you know, share <laughs> each other's what we know. <laughs> uh, so um, if you're wondering what you know, I don't know how to answer exactly what you're asking but uh listen to the show and figure it out i think i did a pretty good job of answering the question on facebook today i hope i did uh, i think you did yeah it's, it's it was definitely a little more informative than mine was <laughs> I, I, I wasn't trying to be um too like uh, uh, caustic with it or, or yeah too, you should i deleted an answer because you should have heard my first answer as soon as he told me my picture of the uh russian flag was confusing <laughs> Well, that would be confusing because it wasn't Russia. <laughs> that would be confusing since it's a communist flag and it has to do with a communist regime of today. But he said, I'm not even sure how that could be topical. Your Russian-American flag, that's not about the president. Are you fucking kidding me, Dave? Come on, buddy. Do you not? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
watch the news once in a while. Yes, yes I know Russia is not very topical. <laughs> no, not unless you're saying Putin specifically. <laughs> uh, and usually it just relates to Putin and Trump, so. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so anyway, I don't want to beat on this guy too badly. I just... Uh, it really, I, I've, this, I think the first time I've been questioned like that in regards to this show. And uh, good on it. I'm glad someone finally had a, something to say. That's fantastic because nobody ever says anything. And I, I always invite it. I can't really rip a guy apart for doing exactly what I've been begging you guys to do since day one, can I? No, no, I guess tactically can't make you a bit of a fucking hypocrite. I would. I'd have but, to start calling you Tara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It would also make me quite the uh, prolific hypocrite if I didn't um, insult and mock him continuously about this Russia thing now. So, Well, you always got to find that one thing. Oh, exactly, right? Um, so anyway, thank you, for your, thank you for your question. And uh, if you're wondering what the show's about, just please listen to it. And I'm just going to dump all my shit on the floor, every single thing out of my bag. Oh, there we go. I think there might be something left in there. No, no, good, good. <laughs> get it all out there. It's all out. It's just everything, just right there. Fantastic. <laughs> and anyone else who wants to uh, follow in Dave's footsteps and and uh, take a take a shot at me, go ahead, Facebook or Eric at ericandgore.com. And he didn't take a shot at all. He just he pointed out some truths and. And good for him. I hope that uh, he's right. Our, our logos suck. We need a better one. So everybody design one for us. We'll give you a prize and it'll be our logo. And we'll talk about you a lot on the show about how cool you are for designing our new logo. So it's a win-win for everybody. It really is. Um, you can send those uh, entries into eric at ericandgord.com or gord at ericandgord.com or all the other usual, um, you know, send them to Alfalfa and all the rascals. <laughs> hey, Quick question about uh, my email address. Yes. The board at Eric Gordon. You have access to that, right? I do. Okay, good. Because I can't seem to log into it. So. <laughs> really? Do, do, yeah. Do, do you not? Did I not send you the password? Uh, no, I think you did, but I just don't seem to have it now. So I'm gonna have to go back and try to find it. <laughs> um, I, I can I can resend it to you. It's uh, it's a good or it's a good or oh, I might have changed it actually. I should check. That'd be funny. <laughs> Here's your email, Gordon. Then I just changed the password. Yeah, this is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. It works perfectly fine on my side. You Every six months or so, you bring it up again. and I just, Oh, yeah, buddy. I'll send you the password. And I just change it real quick. <laughs> Am I not allowed to have access to this? Why do I have one? Does Zero just want more email addresses? What the hell is going on? Oh, no, I don't. Because I didn't realize they cost five bucks a piece. I had like 20 planned. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, they're five bucks, five bucks each. I mean, okay, we're going to cut the fat on those a little bit. <laughs> and knock that down to like a couple. <laughs> I, I was going to have guests at ericandgord.com and administration at ericandgord.com and contests at ericandgord.com. You know how they do on the radio. Yeah, I have one for everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No. If, if I upgrade my plan, I get a whole bunch more. So, <laughs> nothing. To, never say never. No, no, we all know that it'll end up happening. So, <laughs> hey, and you'll be able to reach me at never say never at ericandgord.com. <laughs> 
<laughs> Eric at Never Neverland. Yeah. And they're, they're just going to get stupid. Like, no, Gord, I won't stop making emails at ericgord.com. <laughs> hey, Gord, here's another one at ericgord.com. I did got to bed. That shit be so fucking funny. Hey, Eric, I quit. And it would never, I would never get tired of it, too. That's the best part. Hey, Eric, fuck you. I quit at ericgord.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can send your resignation in again. The show's better off without you at ericandgord.com. <laughs> now, if I owned a business, that is exactly the name of my email I would have. So if you're ever going to resign, <laughs> let me know. I'll give you the email address. And that's what it is. Yeah. We're better off without you. <laughs> yeah, you can send your resignation. Uh, good. You were good. I was going to fire you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> at ericandgord.com. <laughs> You're a useless piece of shit, and I couldn't care less about your life at ericgord.com. Everything wrong we find with the company is going to be your fault for the next six months at ericgord.com. <laughs> See, that's that's really good. <laughs> I really like that one. You never want to be the, the last guy who's quit any job. Everything's always his fault. For so, Everyone breathes a sigh of relief. They're like, thank God we got someone we can blame now. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much exactly it. Because <laughs> you know, the one thing I can say is that when it comes to me with working, any time I've ever worked for a company where I've been wronged by them in some way, shape, or form, um, like it wasn't just my own doing that got me fired, is because of insinuating circumstances, if you will. Yeah. Um, they all the businesses they all failed. Every yeah. last one of them, they all failed, and it was hilarious. Uh, the knife company, the store shut down months within me being gone because that was it. They just lost too many numbers right away. Sure. Um, I worked for a steel company. The guy fucked me over for a paycheck. I threatened my lawyer on him. He gave me a paycheck. Uh, the day before he gave me my paycheck, they found out that the father has been stealing business from the supplier of the company. He was calling the, his, their contacts directly and saying, no, 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 don't worry about the middle guy. Just call us now. We just take care of the orders. And basically just stole a bunch of business. The companies didn't know any better. And uh, the company shut down. Within like three weeks, they were shut down. Um, it's just fantastic. Uh, Johnson Controls, the whole half of the division that I worked in the Ford side, uh, within less than a year of me being well I'm quitting I tried to get fired but they wouldn't fire me but uh, of me quitting that place uh, the entire Ford division shut down it was, it was moved out gone it's now all Toyota stuff you know like that's business <laughs> uh, Superstore likes to be one of the companies that does that Superstore is one of those ones they won't fire you they'll just they'll just push and push uh, yeah. until you quit and yeah. uh, I finally got to the point where I was punching in and then going to my friend Gabe's house for four hours then I come back at the end of my shift and punch out. That's amazing. And still, I couldn't get fired. Which is funny because technically, they a company now can charge you with theft for doing that. As well, they should. And yeah. I gotta say, I, I'm the exact opposite of Gord in this respect. I have probably had a fairly significant hand in all of my firings. Um, very few times have I ever been fired from a job and not went well. <laughs> Can't say I disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, no. Unfortunately, from uh, unfortunately, I mean, House of Knives. Uh, well, 
yeah, fuck them. House of Knives. That's the one place I. That's a, that's a straight up open admit. I absolutely should have been fired. Um, as good as I was as, as an employee for everybody else, you just don't speak to an upper management the way I spoke to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't speak to people the way I spoke to him. You know? There's been a few occasions where I just got to shake the guy's hand and go, I can't believe it took you this long. <laughs> See you in court. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> but a lot of them, like uh, you know, like the, the, the belting company I worked for, seven and a half years is with that company putting the dumbest of fucking hours of my life in. So it's on 24 hours, seven day a week fucking call most of the time. Um, uh, fire me because a company fucked up and put this harsh cleaning chemical uh, when they were cleaning up the system afterwards and they left a bin out and they put the mixer. They blamed it on me because I was sort of doing this all the night before. And my boss refused to take my word even though I had all the proof in the world. The fact that we had none of this stuff left. We only had two canisters one was in the shop the other one was in my in my van and i have proof of that because as soon as i dropped the van off they still had a jug at the store and i had a jug in the van with me we only had two jugs left in so we already knew that that couldn't have been me the can size was different there was too many too many fucking and the door was locked i had no access to it because the door was locked <laughs> at yeah. the place. so i mean all this stuff and yet i still got fucking fired I had one that was similar, and this is where I wanted to do a new show tonight, not to talk about you and me's show, but um, I had one. I worked for an arborist. I was an arborist assistant, and he had accused me of backing the truck over a uh, telescopic chainsaw, which is a big, long chainsaw on the end of a pole, for anyone who doesn't know. Now, a few things wrong with his story is I don't drive. I've never driven. I don't have a driver's license. I didn't drive his truck. He never gave me the keys to his truck because I don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> makes the, it really difficult the idea of me backing his truck over his tools is kind of far-fetched because i've never driven his truck never he never let me drive his truck it's not that i can't drive it's just that i generally don't um i've definitely never seen it but he's he's never once handed me the keys to it it was just hilarious and he just wouldn't he's a, a iranian guy you, you can't argue with an iranian guy ask america yeah. <laughs> Ask another Iranian. <laughs> Ask uh, anyone in that region of the world. It's just they just don't. Nope, they are right and you're wrong, and that's it. They will bomb the shit out of you until you see their way. <laughs> and that's basically what he did to me. Oh wow! I've seen his truck around North Van, and he's not driving it anymore. So I don't think it's it's his business because it's still got the business name on it. But I've never seen him with it, so I think he's moved on to something else but, or maybe uh, he just got fired for being an asshole it's possible i mean hell there's been times where i've been the boss and i thought i should be fired for being an asshole <laughs> I, there's been a few jobs where it's lucky i didn't have the authority to fire me or i would have <laughs> i can't believe i just did this i'm, I'm that's it i'm fired i'm going home yeah, i'm suspended uh, for three days with pay i'm out of here yeah. <laughs> more than once the only the only thing that saved my ass is i couldn't do it <laughs> that's it i'm going home see it's funny that was my outlook when i worked at john's controls that was my outlook on that company i i i just oh i know i should be fired now even like i was really good at what i was doing for a stretch there but then i just something and there's a bad manager we had a horrible horrible fucking set of circumstances between us um all his fault i didn't ask for any of it and um 
uh, I did everything in my fucking power to get fired. I threw a seat at the fucking at the building manager, picked it off the line and threw it at his fucking head. And they laughed at me and kept going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, haha, Gord. <laughs> I just, I tried to kill you. Like, literally, if that seat had hit him, the way I threw it, I didn't throw it headrest up. I threw it the fucking metal frame at his head. Oh. <laughs> oh, they just you. laughed. I, I set uh, a row of fucking five seats into the oven. We go in for break, and they're all sitting in the oven. You just got to come back and turn it on and let it go. I fired up the fucking oven and, and disconnected the fucking shutoff valve for it. Oh, that's our gourd. And then we went on fucking break for 20 minutes. And we come back, and they're all <laughs> melted. And it's like, who did that? I'm like, I did. Oh, gourd. You and your oh, practical gourd. jokes. <laughs> what a hoot. What a riot you are. Oh, fuck. <laughs> This I place. walked off the floor when he didn't tell anybody, just walked off of my station, walked upstairs to the mezzanine, slid in between these two uh, vertical or, or not like V-shaped fucking like wall panels. And I just slid in between them. And so I hid the dark and fell asleep for three hours. <laughs> 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 walked back online. I'm like, where'd you go for a nap? Nothing. I got, I got caught with a pillow and a blanket and a dick slumber. <laughs> See, that's awesome. <laughs> they found that, that's bed. dedication. My secret bed up on the top shelf where no one looks. <laughs> See, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. I'd always have some random spot I'd be because we had radios on us. Eric, where are you? Can you help the customer? No, no, I'm in the back of the yard doing a thing off camera. <laughs> doing a thing off camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm with the customer. It'll be about an hour. <laughs> Guy's a really slow talker. Sorry, man. One time, I went, one time I just took my radio to the beach. Those things work. <laughs> I was so impressed. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, sun tanning. I mean... Uh, uh, for the customer. <laughs> that's so good. Just till the end of the day. They don't look. They don't care. Um, this is I'm not how we're going to run the country, by that. the way, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know, no. we're going to take that job no. much more seriously. Yes. <laughs> I remember Heather at Bed Bath did that one time. We're in center stock shooting the shit. And uh, so we said, Heather, uh, Heather, where are you? I'm with a customer. Yeah, I just don't feel like going out there. <laughs> <laughs> You're a manager. That's amazing. That is fantastic. <laughs> oh, wow. I got called out for it once uh, by uh, the, uh, the, the chick who took over for the manager that we had, the store manager. Uh, she called me out for it once. I was with three customers at once, and she kept fucking buzzing on the radio. She's like, Gord, uh, you know, can I get you out to my office? Look, I'm busy with customers right now. I said, I'll, I'll radio when I'm done. And like 15 minutes later, Gord, no, I'm busy with customers. I'll come when I'm done. And this went on for like 45 minutes. Like every 10 minutes, she was bugging me. And then finally, I just stopped answering my radio. So she comes down, and I'm like literally still juggling between three different people. And she's like, she's sort of standing off to the side. And I'll go, what? She goes, I need to talk to you. I'm like, well, you're going to have to fucking wait. I'm making you money right now. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm here making a minimum fucking wage, making you thousands of fucking dollars per sale, and you're going to come and bug me because you want to talk to me about what? I don't even care. I don't even remember what the conversation was. It was so fucking stupid. Once I got up there, she's like, talk about whatever it was. I'm just like, really? You dragged me off the floor for this? Yeah. Put it on a fucking memo and leave me the fuck alone. Like, what are you, insane? That's generally what any manager speaking to you ever uh, comes down to. Um, the the less you ever hear from a manager, the better. It, yeah. Good news, good news or bad, just you don't want to ever see them. Yeah. 
See, that's why when I managed the nice store, that, and even at Bed Bath, when I was the assistant manager of the bedding department, uh, one of the things that, like, when, uh, like, at Bed Bath, when the, the new hirees, when they would come in, like, you know, I was really good at certain things and really shitty at other things. Uh, like, I remember uh, there was this chick, uh, uh, Megan, um, young, just a tiny, tiny, this girl was, like, four foot fucking nine and probably weighed about 45 pounds. Just this tiny little human being. A sweetest little girl. Uh, but she was a really, really good worker, and nobody else saw it. They kept giving her bullshit other jobs that they shouldn't be giving her. So I would every once in a while come on, I'm like, Megan, yeah. Here, do you want to go design a bed for me? She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I've been bugging to do it. I'm like, I know you have. I said, come on over. I said, I suck at doing this job. Make me fucking, make, make me look good. And she, she makes a bed, and it was gorgeous. Took pictures of it, posted it on Facebook. She is so proud. <laughs> <laughs> And they turn around and it's like, you know, Gorge, you did an amazing job of the bed. Yeah, no, that wasn't me. That was Megan. And they're like disappointed. They're like, oh, look, you told me to do my job. You told me to make sure that this bed looks perfect. I did. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> I didn't pawn the job off to somebody else. Somebody else wanted else to do it. Somebody else was going to be better at it than me. I let them do it. That's called delegating. That's uh, delegating. That's, that's, that's the job of a manager is to delegate. It really is. You're not supposed to be doing the work. Um, it's yeah. like when, when I when I was a foreman um, at the bricklaying gig, is I did, I technically didn't even have to be there all day. Oh, uh, I shouldn't have to question. be. I should be able to trust the workers to do it for me while I'm out doing other things. Exactly. And that 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 goes uh, part and parcel with running the country. You don't want to see the prime minister on TV all goddamn day. He should be out running the country. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not talking about it all the time. You don't want to talk to your manager all the time. If you, that's a problem if he's out being all buddy-buddy with you, and it's a problem if he's out yelling at you all day. Someone's not doing his job, and it's usually them. Yeah, that's right. I always love that one. There was this uh, statement that was going around that said that uh, people don't quit the job, they quit the managers. And I always thought I, that was a really good statement. That's probably very true for most of the time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, there's certain things, like, there's, like, you know, certain, like, ethical things of, te- of decisions that come down, or you just don't like doing your fucking job anymore. But, sure. Yeah. I mean, face the biggest thing is just really, it's, it's, you, you rarely quit the, quit a job because, like, you either quit a job just because you don't like the work itself. Right, you know, like whatever your task is, like that's you know a big one. But then, like if you've been with a company for a while, been working with them for a while, I bet you the guarantee. Because even if somebody comes around, like if you love your job, if you're happy with what you're doing, if somebody comes by and offers you another position somewhere else, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to make more money, but I fucking love what I'm doing. There's a chance, sure. there's a yeah. chance you're going to stick around because if you're treated well and you're respected, you're going to you'd, you'd rather stay there. And that, in my opinion, is fully worth a couple of dollars an hour. And I've always said, there's there's nothing in your life that you do 40 hours a week. Nothing else in your life you do for 40 hours a week. Nothing, ever. No. Uh, so you better find something you like. And if you don't, if you're not doing something you like, get out. Go do something else. Because yeah. it, it occupies the majority of your life. So enjoy it. Or it's not worth it. I don't care how much you're making. It's yeah. it, oh, very true. It's um, I, I know that's not a popular uh, uh, way to look at it, but it's you know if we were all a little happier, we'd probably all treat each other a little better, and you'd be amazed how the world would change if if uh, important people weren't stuck in jobs they hate. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, it's completely true. You know, it's one of the things that I learned. Like, I mean, I did, I mean, I'm one of those weird people that like when I f- get a job with a company, a company, like literally of all the jobs that I've had, the grocery store for me was probably hands down the worst job I've ever had. Right. I'd, I just have to say that I just, I've never really been that negatively affected by a job before. <laughs> Which is disappointing because, you know, my buddy reached out for me. He got me the job there and, you know, he, he took a chance and, you know, and everything else. But I just, I couldn't do it. I just Tonight, couldn't babe. do it. Right, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. fucking frustrating, you know. But every other job I've had, I always found a way to be passionate about something about it. You know? Yeah. You know, like for, well, sales is just sales. I like, I love the interacting. I love the... Uh, the way to talk and interact with people. It's just a lot of fun. Um, um, but yeah, you know, so that's sort of the easier part, but I'm going to have to get out of this industry because I just can't fucking afford to stay in it. <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate. Paychecks aren't steady enough. That's um, fucking really fun. I don't know. Anybody does it. I have a, I've had a lot of friends, oddly, just like a disproportionate amount of friends who worked uh, for the future shop. Um, and their commission is the same as yours. Their, their whole pay structure is exactly the same as yours. Yeah, and I just don't understand how anyone can pull it off. I mean, you, you, it ebbs and flows, obviously, but uh, like I'm, I'm sure you guys one, probably have a decent back to school season coming up. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard any. But word that's not about it yet. enough to carry you through the year. It's it's not like no. car sales. Um, I don't know how any, anybody does it. It's uh, the way. I mean, the trick, at least the trick that I'm learning with this is that. Your first, like, sort of one, your first, no, maybe three years, that's when it's the most difficult because you need to go out as, especially as a commissioned salesman, you have to go out and find your own business. You can't expect everybody just to walk in the door. Right. So there's a tremendous amount of, like, like groundwork. Like, you got to, you know, you can't do that when you're being left alone in the store. No, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing on my part on my time when I'm not in the store. And even when I'm in the store, I am still supposed to be doing it by making phone calls all day, which is what I do. I'm sure, constantly yeah. calling customers. But the thing is, is when I've only been with the company for eight months, you know, if anybody bought a bed, they've only, they haven't had the bed a year yet. You're not going to be calling them. Right. They need a new bed. You know what I mean? So like a lot of the people that have been with the company for like years, like there's this one girl, she's. She's been with the company for like 21 years. Right. She's producing like, I mean, I'm selling a pretty small amount um, per year in dollar value of what I've sold so far. Like very, very sure. minuscule. Like, I mean, like last year, I think I sold like, I don't know, my first three months, I think I sold a total of maybe like $38,000 worth of merchandise. Right. And, uh, and you this chick's rolling out like a million dollars a year. But I, I equated to always the, the town of Westwold, which is just um, kind of between Kelowna and Merritt. And there's literally two businesses in this town. The, there's a general store that's got like a post office and, uh, and a liquor store in it. Yeah. And, and the other business is Ned's Piano Tuning and Fine Wood Refinishing. Oh, random. And I'm like, Ned, how much business can you be getting in this little small town? I just picture him sneaking out at night and like detuning people's pianos and scratching up their tables. Uh, <laughs> oh so, man, the kids are at it again. Best better call Ned. <laughs> the crazy property crime problem they've got in that town of like thirty people. Um, 
<laughs> so I figure, you know, I, I do have these, the answer to your problems is, uh, okay, young people of Milton, we, we need your help. <laughs> we Not need you to start mind, destroying actually, some beds. Yeah. Keep in mind, We're I work in the Bolton area. Right, Bolton. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Bolton. Town, yeah. Townspeople of Bolton, let's, let's, you, you, you're mad at your parents? Burn their bed. It's a great way to show them you're mad. Uh, you and Did your you just sharpen fighting? a new knife? Hey, Cut it hey, you, you and your girlfriend fighting? Nothing says, makes a point to your wife or girlfriend than, than cutting up your bed. That's a bold <laughs> statement. And you know what or, you can do that with? You can do that with a knife sharpened by Gord. Gord's little That's right. Shop of sharpening. We'll sharpen your knives <laughs> if you cut up your bed and and uh, I'm gonna buy a bed for me. We'll give you a hell of a good deal on a bed when you go see Gord down at that uh, Bolton. I'm not gonna name their name because I don't think it's right. They're not <laughs> no. giving me anything. They're not even giving no. you anything. They're not gonna give me shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, by the way, another up, good. Though. You should. Um, another good reason. And oh, by the way, I have something to talk to you about. Uh, speaking of, but uh, so yeah, fuck life joke doesn't matter. Um, I found a local bar in Bold. I shouldn't say I found it. Uh, actually, Cherry was the one who talked about it, so we went and checked it out. Had a had a pint after work one day last week, or the week before. And um, <laughs> uh, it's a cool little British pub, very traditional style on the inside. Uh, the owner is a really really nice dude. Uh, really knows how to pour a good drink. And um, I told him, I said, hey, I said, let me ask. I said, I think I could do a podcast on your in your bar and he's like yeah i said i'll set up in the fucking corner i said set a mic up i said we'll get to the podcast he goes yeah he goes here hands me his fucking manager's fucking information he goes here call this guy he goes he'll, he'll set it up for you so i can That's do a awesome. live podcast from a fucking bar well i think you absolutely should i think uh, i should do as soon as i get some equipment where i can hear you because uh it's hard enough hearing you now when you're by yourself um <laughs> We should both do that. We'll both do it from our local neighborhood bars and we'll compare. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I don't think I could do it in my neighborhood, but uh, I could find a neighborhood that would accept me. Yeah. When I was talking to my mentor about it, I think, no, because I said, what are you talking about? Because I talked a little bit about it in front of her and then we talked on the side a little bit. And she goes, so are you actually going like, to broadcast your podcast from here? I'm like, well, eventually. I said, no, I got to get the right equipment. She's like, what do you mean? I said, well, if I'm sitting in the corner of a bar with the phone in front of me and a pair of headphones on, nobody knows what's going on. They're only going to hear me talking. They're not going to hear anything that Eric says. The whole point right. of the conversation is for us to be talking. I said, so I need an actual sort of setup. You need a I speaker said, so people can hear it. And you know what I've found is when you walk up and stick your phone in someone's face, they're reluctant to talk. But if you have a microphone, yep. Then no, uh, they that that's for some reason makes all the difference. People never want to talk into my phone when I ask them a question, but if I have a microphone, they've got no problem with it. I just think it'd be great. Everybody oh. wants a mic in their face. I before you came on the show, I used I did it for uh, the whole month that's missing out of our uh, catalog was me around the uh, Vancouver um, Library or Art Gallery. Sorry. Oh, okay. And I just walk around the art gallery and talk to people every con because I didn't have you to talk to, so I would just find people, <laughs> <laughs> um, any anyone willing. And sometimes it was great. Sometimes it was a train wreck. Um, I literally almost got beat up on a train one time because I wouldn't shut up. <laughs> uh, I actually have to admit, I kind of missed though. The train ones were funny. The train ones. You hear every exit. You hear every exit you're getting on. Ding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
They were good stuff, except when they brought fucking Seth Rogen in and ruined my life. Um, yeah, yeah, you enjoy that. If you gravy just laughed, everyone's going to just hear this. <laughs> but now that we've got the uh, the weather back, I think we should get outside more and, and try to engage the public a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I definitely look forward to it. Um, and I uh, need to talk to all the local bars in town just to sort of say, hey, look, what would you guys say about me coming in and doing a podcast here? I'm going to do some talking to some people, too, but it won't be in this neighborhood. It'll be in ones where I won't get murdered. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, you and, don't want to find one that full of angry Asian dudes playing their games. Well, not, not just that, but outside <laughs> of this building, it's just mayhem, bedlam. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that more some some other time. Um, I think we're just coming to an end here. We actually did a full episode, believe it or not. We're, yeah, I know we ended up doing it. Yeah, and well, they, they knew what happened. It's uh, it's funny that you said that, and uh, sure enough, there it is. Yep. Uh, but you're now taking the weekend off, is that correct? Or do are you in tomorrow? It's not Saturday, Sunday. Um, no, actually, I'll probably be able to do an episode. Oh, no, I still won't be able to go tomorrow because although right. I have to work the full shift, as I was originally going to be done at 5 and it's going to go to the girlfriend's, but Excellent. Uh, that's not happening now. I have to work right till close, so I won't be seeing her tomorrow. But I have to open the next day at 9. Uh, so I got to be up extra early, so I'm not going to be able to do a podcast. Tomorrow. Sounds like good money for you, finally. No. Ideally, no. Well, I mean, um, if I get the sales, sure, it'd be great. But I mean, I did ninety dollars today, eighty nine ninety seven, and hundred thirty yesterday. <laughs> you know, when they need it, they'll be coming to you. It's kind of one if if you build it, they will come. Kind of scenarios. They're all going to come at once one day. Well, I just hope we have it already hit. I think I just think we hit our peak already. Because that last month we did was awesome. Like we had a tremendous amount of business. Oh, we won a con. Like we won a fucking contest. We did awesome. But man, I mean, nothing this month. Like absolutely nothing. You hearing this? Anyone in Bolton listening? I don't have my stats tonight, so I can't. For the record, we don't just sell mattresses. Everything that Brick sells, we sell. Why deal with the high pressure salesman? You can deal with us. We're so much nicer. See, now that's a hell of a sales pitch. I like that right there. (laughs) So everybody go and do that, and we will talk to Gord uh, after the weekend is over. When we should have, we'll have two or three excellent guests. I'm going to figure out a way to uh, set myself up somewhere that's a little less public, so we can actually enjoy these guests because one of them is actually a legit guy who has a legit thing to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking uh, forward to it. The other one's a nut job, and the other one's just a kid who wants to talk on the radio. So it uh, should be a fun week if we can put it all together. That'd be great. Um, I'm going to work on that while Gord's away, and I might actually even try to get uh, eke out a second episode of Just Another Day, because the first one's on its way. So there could be two coming right up. Um, awesome. I had to change awesome. the direction of that show drastically, too, again, for the 80th time. <laughs> you're not changing. You're just trying to find...